When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. I am Ben Bullet. And I'm Scott Benjamin. Scott, Scott, Scott. Scott Benjamin. Mm-hmm. You're a pretty sharp tack. Thank you very much. You're, you know, people. Likewise. Have, thank you. That's that's very kind of you. Um, I may have been born yesterday, but I was up all night, as they say. <laughs> um, what I was wondering we if we could do to kick off this podcast is mm-hmm. to ask you a question. Okay. And I'm not going to sabotage you. This is not any sort of gotcha Feels like it already. I know, I know. Um, that's just because I've had coffee and it makes me kind of intense. Uh, here's the question. What is the most you've ever paid for an oil change? An oil change? An oil change. Just a simple oil change, nothing wrong with it, just the filter and the oil. Hmm. I think at the time probably when uh, – let's see. If I wasn't changing my own oil and I switched over to synthetic was probably the most expensive that mm-hmm. I'd ever done. And I think it was around 60 bucks. And that was a long time ago. It was probably 15 years ago. Yeah. The most I ever uh, paid for an oil change was probably around that time, too. I was actually getting a car's oil change from my mother, mm-hmm. who insisted that I take it to dealership. Now, I'm not going to name the dealership nor the type of car, <laughs> yeah. um, but I think the synthetic oil played a part there, too. Was it a Saturn? It was not a Saturn. Was it a Ford? It was not a Ford. Chevrolet? I'm not going to tell you. Toyota? I'm not going to tell you. Volvo. It was a Tucker. <laughs> Tucker, okay. No, yeah. um, but, but this. Tucker dealership in town. That's right. But you and I started thinking about this, uh, a while ago. And this is, this is a topic we've been cooking on for some time. Since we did total cost of ownership, mm-hmm. since we covered some of the world's highest end cars. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, uh, what does it take to own one of these cars? Uh. It's not just the price tag. No, no, no. It's it's more than you think, really. Um, you had you had mentioned to me. In fact, you had a little story as we came into the studio here about someone that you had read about, right? Um, someone that was on one of the forums that you were, were looking up maintenance. Oh, yeah. Costs and and you had mentioned that uh, there was someone who, uh, well, you wouldn't say it's a low dollar. I think it makes decent amount of money. 
Right, yeah. There was a guy who's making a decent amount of money, uh, less than a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And certainly more than I make, if I may be so candid. Sure. But the guy's on a Lamborghini for him, right? Yeah, and he and he wanted a Lamborghini and he was asking for advice. This was this was online and uh the people who were responding to them were very nice. He said basically I make this much a year. I have a certain amount of money saved up. I think it was like $10,000 or something. I want to finance um, the purchase of a used Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, what would be the best type for me to try to find and and what uh, what should I consider and Mm -hmm. basically help me figure out how to do this. And the responses that he got, which were very polite when you think about it, all basically told him that this was either impossible or a very bad idea. Because the total cost of a luxury exotic car is going to be much, much more than a lot of people realize. Sure, it's going to break you. It it will very easily break you, especially if you're sweating the purchase price. Mm-hmm. Then, oh, buddy, wait till you hear about the tune-up. No, no, no. This is one of those. This is definitely one of those. If you have to ask things, right? Yeah, and and you have a story too about a um, a Middle Eastern uh, car enthusiast. And a trip to London. Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. And this is one that kind of made its rounds, uh, you know, about two years ago, I think, mm-hmm. two or three years ago. Um, this is, this is an unusual thing. We'll get into the, the cost of ownership a yeah, little bit later, yeah. but, um, this is kind of an uh, excess story, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have heard this. This is true. This is not a, this is not a Snopes thing or anything, you know, where they, <laughs> they say it's not, not true. But, um, there was a, a sheik, a wealthy, um, is an oil sheik. Um, who had his Lamborghini shipped from Qatar to London and back. And that was strictly for an oil change, Ben. He had it shipped to London for an oil change. Mm-hmm. So they were talking about 3,250 miles each way, you know, via air cargo. And it looks like it's on a, a giant jet here uh, yeah. in the background. They actually have video of the, uh, um, or a, a photo rather of the, the, uh, the car being loaded and unloaded on the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're talking about like a, uh, 6,500 mile round trip, uh, just to get an oil change. And, um, one of the, the crazy things about, and this is Lamborghini LP 640. And the total cost of this whole round trip, Ben? Yeah. 46,644 US dollars. And of course he's going to have to get the oil changed again. Most likely since he last, <laughs> since we, this yeah. last occurred. Yeah. Now, you know, a lot of people were very upset about this and they said, you know, this is, uh, this is just way too much. Why, why are you doing this? You're flying a jet with mm-hmm. a car in it to get an oil change where you could have, you could have, if you really wanted to, and it would have been cheaper to have, you could have flown mechanics to your location, had them change the oil and then leave. Hmm. That would have been cheaper. Uh, but they're saying that, you know, this is just one of those excessive, um, spending jaunts, I guess, because you can. And, uh, you know, the guy that, uh, that commented on this, his name is, uh, David Price, who's in the, he's the, uh, Lamborghini Club of the United Kingdom. He says that, um, he says if an owner wants to service his car that way, it's his choice. I'm not surprised. And he says, actually, thankfully, you know, that he's, he's thankful that this age of excess, um, in some areas at least continues. He's saying that, you know, if this guy's got the money and he wants to spend it this way, then let him do it. Why not? I'm sure the mechanics uh, were very happy. I'm sure they felt the same way. And yeah. I bet you that the people uh, that, that were in charge of flying this thing there were happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that, you know, 
uh, you know, everybody involved with this trip in some way that was some way prospering from this mm-hmm. uh, was happy about the trip. Yeah. And we can't tell you in the space of one podcast the true cost of ownership of exotic cars in general because that cost is going to have a wide range of variants. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you have an Aston Martin, a Lamborghini or a Porsche, you're going to be paying a different amount. But – I've got some average numbers that we can go through a little mm-hmm. bit later for each of those cars that you mentioned. We've yes. got we've got a list here of, of some cars and, and kind of what you would expect mm-hmm. to pay for certain things like oil changes and and brake oh not brakes I'm sorry but um, like clutch. fluid changes and maybe a clutch and spark plugs and you know the, the typical things that would wear on a vehicle mm-hmm. um, during the time that you would own it. So we can talk to you about the consumables and we can give, talk to you about some averages. Yeah. Now, do you want to hear a little bit more about this uh, cost of ownership before we move on? Yes. Because um, there's an interesting article out there from uh, – I don't know where this is from exactly, but it's uh, it was posted in July of this year. So it's a, rel- a relatively new article. Uh, the author's name is Daniel Buckspan. And Daniel took some numbers from Edmunds.com, which mm-hmm. was you know, an automotive, automotive information site. Um, it, they're the ones who kind of came up with this true cost to own idea that we've talked about in the past, right? Yes. The uh, TCO. Yeah. Um, and what TCO encompasses is five years of ownership of any vehicle. And that's everything that you would pay with them, uh, you pay along with them. And, and in this case, we're going to look at, um, you know, the MSRP, um, the taxes and fees. There's depreciation involved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also finance interest, which, um, in some cases applies, in some cases does not. Um, then there's also insurance costs, mm-hmm. fuel costs, maintenance costs, and repairs. So maintenance and repairs are separate. Okay, and, and that's uh, that's an important uh, distinction to make, and an important uh, conclude uh, inclusion for those two factors because this factors in the cost of ownership and operation. Mm-hmm. So yes. if you just if you're a car collector and you just own a vehicle to collect it then you're still going to have maintenance but it's going to be much less. Yeah, important. so the numbers that we read here and I've got I've got a total th- this list that he compiled mm-hmm. is as of 2011 model year vehicles. Oh, fresh from the oven. Yeah, I love exactly. It. With the highest TCO. So these are the top 10 highest priced vehicles to own when you consider total cost of ownership and that's again 5 years. You got to remember 5 years, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is the cost over that time. And the list has uh some of the usual suspects you would expect. Uh there's an Audi, a couple of Porsches, there's four Mercedes on the list. Whoa. Uh one Jaguar, one Land Rover and one BMW. Kind of scattered in there. And I promise that I'm not going to read every single number for every single car, but there's a couple that I highlighted here because oh boy, there there's some are excessive. Blow my mind, man. All right. So number 10. And here's where we'll start. Now, consider this. We're going to go from 10 to 1. Consider that number 10, which is one of the, you know, the lower cost vehicles on this list. Probably the the least. uh, Is a Porsche Cayenne Turbo. (laughs) Okay. So this is the, uh, this is the SUV version of of Porsche. Yeah. Um, The MSRP on the car is $106,000, Ben. Um, By the time you figure in all the taxes and fees and depreciation, finance, et cetera, the total uh, TCO is $128,262. Whoa. So over five years, you're actually paying $128,262. The depreciation on that, $71,927, Ben. You lose – in five years, you lose seventy one, almost $72,000 in value on that car. Wow. So look for the uh, – in 2016, be looking for a 2011 Porsche Cayenne Turbo and you'll have a good deal in your hands. 
uh, comparatively good. <laughs> comparatively, deal. that's right. Yeah, because you got other things going on at that. That point, depreciation right? is huge, though. Seventy-one thousand, but Ben, I tell you, they get they get much more dramatic. Oh yeah, this so is the, the bottom. That's, that's number the, ten. Whoa. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll quickly go through a couple of these. Oh, right? take so your time. This number is nine. Crazy. There's the Jaguar XJ Super Sport, which is the newest Jaguar. You know, they're uh, yeah. the great big flagship vehicle yeah. that they have. MSRP is one hundred and ten thousand dollars on it. Total cost of ownership is one thirty-two. So uh, that's pretty big. Again, depreciation on that one, $72,000. So you're losing $72,000 over five years. That's just such a – it seems like such a high amount. Incredible, isn't it? All right. Yeah. Now, number eight, I one of the first Mercedes here. It's Mercedes-Benz CLS class – CLS 63 AMG. Okay? So it's an AMG version yeah. of, of the Mercedes. MSRP is $99,000. But get this, the TCO is $132,000. On a ninety-nine thousand dollar wow. car, again depreciation is the, there's sixty-six thousand okay. dollars in depreciation on that car. Dang. Um, Land Rover, the Range Rover Supercharged version, mm. ninety-four thousand dollars. This is one of the lower cost vehicles on the list. One of them, ninety-four thousand dollars is the MSRP. TCO is one thirty-two, almost one thirty-three. Is that also because of uh, depreciation sixty-six thousand? But get this, the fuel cost on this car, mm-hmm. almost twenty thousand dollars over five years. So you know how on fuel on on stickers, window stickers now, mm-hmm. you'll see an annual fuel cost price, right? And that's yeah. based on the number of miles that's driven average. And I think it's – I want to say it's 12,000 miles a year. Yeah. Could be wrong. But because this is a supercharged version, um, of course, it's got a V8 engine. Um, the fuel costs are really, really high on this thing, $19,500. And to add a little bit of spice mm-hmm. to this uh, financial mess we're cooking up here mm-hmm. – uh, we also can reasonably assume that the price of gas itself will increase over the five years. It's likely which, to. Yeah, which adds adds a couple other percentage points to this price. Sure, that price is going to go up. That's yeah. based on you know the prices right now. I don't have a, f- a number for what the, the fuel is calculated on. But yeah. uh, number six, another Mercedes, uh, the G-Class. This is the G55 AMG. Okay. Um, Hundred twenty four thousand four fifty is the MSRP. The TCO is one forty six seven thirty three, so it's getting up there, right? Depreciation again seventy five thousand dollars in depreciation. The fuel cost, Ben? Yes, twenty two thousand seven hundred seventy one dollars. So can you imagine in in the next five years spending twenty two thousand dollars on fuel? And that's going the 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 average the national average. Not not if I still lived That's, somewhere. <laughs> and, you know, for me, it would be much higher because I know I drive a lot more than the national average, and mm-hmm. a lot of people do. Yeah, um, tricky thing about averages. It is tricky. Okay, here's the BMW yeah. 7 Series, the 760 Li. Uh-huh. High price on the uh, this one. MSRP is 137 Uh The TCO, we're getting up to 155 on the TCO, almost 156 for so, that for that BMW 7 Series. And you see a lot of these around town. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I see a ton of these on the road. You have to wonder if they know. Depreciation, Ben? Yeah. Ninety thousand dollars depreciation 90 over that grand? over that five years, yeah. Oh man. Ninety thousand dollars. What number was that? That was number five. We're only halfway We're through. Only halfway through. Oh man. These number four. Yeah. This is uh the Porsche Turbo uh the nine eleven S. Oh nice guy. Um so this is in uh, the Turbo S. The MSRP is one seventy two one, and here's here's the difference in this one. Okay, okay. And I'll read from this this I'll quote from this article. Right. It says, um, you know, it mentions the price and the cost of ownership, and um, you know how much it, it 
you'll pay an interest in finance charges, etc. Uh, but it says the TCO total is 169,634, making it the only car on this list that costs more to buy than to own. We need like a record skip sound. Yeah, effect. I don't know what this is all about. But anyways, depreciation is ninety five thousand dollars on this one. So also high. I'll have to. That, that's a strange thing. I'll mm. have to look into that one. Um, number three, this one you could almost expect the Audi R8 5.2 Quattro Spider. Oh, so man. we love this car, right? Yeah, I love this, this car, car, but I knew it was going to be on this MSRP list. MSRP is 162.7. Uh, the TCO, Ben, yeah. 209.350. Depreciation on it is $123,423. What? And the fuel cost, so again, $18,215. So it's very, very high, uh, depreciation. $123,000. $123,000. Yeah, it's quite a hit to take on that one, isn't I'm it? I'm kind of in shock. Uh, number two. In fact, the last two are going to be Mercedes cars. I'll tell you that. Okay. All right. The number two car is the CL class. Again, the CL65 AMG. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we had the 55 earlier. Um, the MSRP is 209300 So this is getting up there in price, um, along with the Audi. That was expensive yeah. as well. TCO total, Ben? Yes. $251,505 is what you're looking at for five years. Uh, depreciation on this one, $144,270 is what you're losing on that. And insurance costs are what's one of the major reasons for this. Yeah. $34,000 in insurance is what you can expect to pay, uh, just national average. Man. Isn't that amazing? Fuel costs, again, approaching $20,000. But as as we said earlier, this really is a uh, – Situation where if you have to ask, yep, pay you to play. We can't afford it. Yes, pay to play. And number number one. Uh huh. So we got number one here: the Mercedes Benz S Class. This is the S sixty five AMG. So S sixty five this time. Okay. Uh, MSRP is two hundred and nine thousand dollars. Ben. Uh, TCO. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and fifty two thousand nine hundred and forty six dollars. So you're talking about two hundred and fifty three thousand dollars to own this car for three years. Figure that out into what that costs you per month, and I think you'll be astounded. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done the math here, but um, the, the number's got to be just uh, ridiculous. Far more than my mortgage, I'll tell you that. Huh. <laughs> and uh, you know, another thing that plays into this one, depreciation and, sh- and insurance costs, just like the one previous. Depreciation on this one, the highest that we've got, $145,968 is depreciation on the S65 AMG. Almost $146,000 just in depreciation. In five years. That's wow. right. And uh, again, insurance, 34160 So it's expensive. $34,000 is, is what you're looking at for the you know the top couple mm-hmm. vehicles here on the list for insurance. Jeez. Ridiculous. I've got, I've got some pretty uh, pretty crazy stuff about the uh, Bugatti Veyron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd like to hear that. The maintenance cost of the Bugatti Veyron. Ah. Now, of course – our listeners know that uh, we're big Veyron fans. Mm-hmm. It is the world's fastest street legal car. Yep. Uh, this, I mean, this guy can peel out or can top out 267 miles per hour um, on the off chance that you find a place in the world where you can do that without getting arrested. <laughs> VW gives you access to that track. Right, right, right. It's also one of the world's most expensive cars coming in at just under $2 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Now, uh, $2 million, I think you could probably squeeze in some well, – uh, Over if it's convertible. Yeah, over if it's a convertible, right. Um, you might get some options with $2 mil. Um Now – Let's say for some reason you're able to buy one of these. Mm-hmm. You need to consider very closely uh, the some of the hidden costs that will go into the total costs of uh, ownership here. For instance, um, routine maintenance for a lot of other luxury cars 
uh, will average um, in the several thousand dollars, still nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. Routine maintenance annually for a Bugatti, just the maintenance, 20 grand. Did you say annually? Annually. Every year you're paying $20,000 for routine maintenance. Check it out, man. The tires alone. All right, so Bugatti recommends you change your tires after uh, 4,000 miles, okay? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and when you reach the 10,000-mile mark, both the wheels and the tires need replacement. The wheels too? Mm-hmm. Oh, At 10,000-mile no. mark. Um, so the tires will be like $30,000, okay? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, this is when you okay. need this. So if you don't drive 10,000 miles in that year, you, you don't, this is, the, that routine maintenance is an average. Ben, this is, you're just talking about the rubber part of the wheel. Yes. The, the tire. The, the tire. wheel plus the tire when you hit 10,000 so, so, miles. So wait, $30,000 for the rubber part that goes around the wheel. <sighs> well, cow. you see, they're specially designed, they're Michelin Pilot Sport tires. Okay. They're, and, and, um, they're not something you can just buy at Goodyear, man. Well, I know you're not going to buy them off the shelf. Both wheels and tires together will uh, run you about fifty grand. Oh, I know, I know. So, uh, oh no. So you might not be able to drive this as much as you want. Um, oh, there are also some things that people recommend. Like people do recommend that you have a trail, a tractor trailer, uh, to carry to to drive it <sighs> oh, around. God. Yeah, and uh, in one of the earlier podcasts we recorded. Um, Scott, you remember I was, uh, it was before we went on the air and I said, you know, I've got a present for you and you asked if I had a trailer. That's why I made the Bugatti joke. Oh, thank you. And should you live in a state that, uh, uses a property tax, a car property tax, like Virginia and California, um, then you can expect to pay, uh, maybe more than 50 grand just for owning a Bugatti. A car property tax. That's unusual. I, I just haven't heard of this before. Yeah, it seems it You said seems California and who else has this? It's California and Virginia. Oh, man. I have listed you here. know what? I'm going to look into this because – Yeah, I, I this was new to me. I haven't heard this before. I want to dig deeper and see if that's legit. I've never heard of this. But just so people know, like if, if you know more about this car property tax idea, then write into us and tell us because I need to dig deeper on this one to get mm-hmm. some more info. But – um. Let's see the fifty thousand yeah. dollars for just just for having it a year. This is every year. This is the this is the calculation. Is what I'm oh reading. And, you know, this is one of those things where I hope we're, we're wrong. So imagine <laughs> imagine what you could do with this amount of money each year. I mean twenty twenty thousand twenty one thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You could just buy and throw away. A car every year. Yeah, but see, that's not that's not what it's all about, Ben. No, that's not what it's all about. But I'm just saying that this this maintenance is expensive. You can't look. I guess what you do, you you can't look at it that way. You can't because there, there's a You're reason right. they're buying that type of car. You're right. It's, People know uh, what they're getting into, and of course, uh, it's it should be no surprise that the uh, world's fastest street legal car is by no means the world's most efficient car. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, I could imagine. So I mean if you're if you're pushing this and you're redlining it all the way out seriously in less than 15 minutes you'll probably empty the gas tank. Wow. So this this thing uses a lot of gas. I don't have a number for yeah, the Yeah, you know what? The video had something about this. The um remember the the top speed video that yeah, we watched where top the, you know, it actually yeah, I think it was it, where it actually achieves top speed on that, uh-huh. that long straight. 
I think it was something like, you remember that they were worried about the tire shredding because at a certain, um, a certain, uh, speed at a certain time, uh, your tires begin to shred. But yes. they said, but that's not really a worry because the gas tank will be empty by that point. So we won't even have that chance. No, yeah, yeah. And we're, you know, Scott, you and I are putting forth, uh, some very extreme examples. And the Bugatti is, this Bugatti in particular is one of the most extreme. Yeah. I mean, it's as you said, uh, you pay to play and people who are buying these vehicles already know what what they're getting into. Yeah, and this is a good lead into uh, some of these other cars that mm. I've got on the list here. Yeah. And I'll make this quick because I know, I know we run a little bit long on this oh. one. But um, honestly, you know, some people look at like a Ferrari, a Porsche, a Lamborghini, Aston mm. Martin, and they see kind of like, well, that's an exotic car. It's all kind of in the same ballpark, right? It's all about the same. You know, that I can expect about the same amount of, of maintenance on every one of those, right? That's a popular assumption. Not the case. Not the case. Not the case. <laughs> and we will go backwards okay. uh, on this. And, uh, you know, this is, well, it, it's, it's tough to say it this way, but there's, there's kind of a pecking order as far as maintenance costs on these things, you know, routine maintenance mm-hmm. and, and, um, just, just general upkeep of the vehicle. Because it, when you buy an exotic, yeah. you've got to expect some high dollar cost to go along with that if you're taking it to have it serviced. If you're not going to be doing the work yourself, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of the, the owners are not, um, not everyone, of course. That's not all inclusive. But um, you know, when you look at taking it in for just a simple thing like spark plugs or an oil right. change yeah. or you know a clutch, you know, switch out, um, what are you going to pay for something like that? And uh, there, there is a, a kind of a pecking order in the four that I mentioned: the Ferrari, Porsche, Lamborghini, Aston Martin. Which which one are you going to start with? I'm going to start with the lowest one, and oh. the lowest one on this list of of four, the short list of what's considered to be exotics, um, is the Porsche. Can I, uh, can we do like a price is right thing? I promise I won't cheat. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Um, we're talking about the 911 Turbo. Okay. And this is as far as exotics are concerned. All right. We're talking about a car that is what they call relatively cheap to maintain. Okay. End quote. End quote. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, relatively cheap to maintain. What do you think an oil change costs on a Porsche 911 Turbo? I'm going to go with. This is average, by the way. Okay. If I'm playing prices right rules and I'm going to go with $301. Oh, you know what? $300. So you're, uh. I lost? You lost, yeah. Oh, 300 st- bucks for an oil change. I stink at this. Now consider though, let's say that you or I take our car into the oil change place, you know, the, uh, the Valvoline down the road. And yeah. We want to get, um, you know, the mid-level, uh, synthetic blend oil or whatever, yeah. five quarts of it or whatever it takes to fill our little engines. And, um, it's going to cost us maybe, and this is pretty expensive still, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's that's still a high cost because you're getting in the synthetic oil, et cetera. But yeah. um, fifty bucks, and I consider that a lot of money for an oil change because you can buy the stuff to do your own oil change for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. You're talking three hundred dollars every time you take it in for an oil change, and this is a, a 911. If you want to get the spark plugs replaced, yeah, nine hundred bucks. Nine hundred. Nine hundred dollars. What does that What does that come with? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to speculate what that may or may not, or what it should come with. <laughs> Maybe may the better way to say We're gonna it. get in trouble. Yeah, what's, that's right. What's I, next? That, that sounds like a joke, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I'll tell you what that should come with, and that's oh, never mind. Um, okay, so if you want to get a clutch, let's say you get time to get your clutch replaced. Okay, two grand. Which I don't know. Is that really that bad? Two thousand bucks. That doesn't sound like all that in much money. In comparison to what I was expecting, I it's mean, not. I thought you were going to be like four grand. No, I had I had my clutch redone, and I think you get like your flywheel resurfaced and yeah, everything, and yeah. it's still it, for me. It was like twelve hundred bucks or something. I paid it this summer. 
It's two and grand's it's, not that bad. about like a, a, a seven-year-old Honda Civic. That, I don't know. It just doesn't seem that bad to me for two thousand bucks. But anyways, that's that's the point. Is that on the on the scale of things mm-hmm. here, this is at the low end. Now the next one is Aston Martin. Okay. And here's where we're getting into. Uh, actually, this one's relatively cheap as well. Can I guess the oil change? Yeah, sure. Is it five hundred dollars? Nope. It's less than the Porsche. What? It's less than the Porsche. Now, I, I in, in progressive, I guess the way we're looking at this, and in, in progression, yeah. um. The numbers here, there's a couple of numbers that are shocking, but oh, okay. the oil change doesn't happen to be one of those, okay? Well, we're talking how- about the Aston Martin, which was the the Vantage model. Now, the Ooh. Vantage model um, used to be part of Ford. Remember this? So that made things yeah. a lot more affordable for Aston Martin owners for a while. Um, now it's not. It's been sold off to some investors, so it's not part of Ford anymore. But the Vantage model is kind of like – um, and I hate to say it, but like the low end of Aston Martin. Say entry level. Entry level. Yeah, that's right. That's a, a safer way to put that. So $200. $200 oil change. Belts, you know, just to, to get the belts replaced, 200 bucks. That's not bad. The clutch is right around $2,500. But now let's say you step up to the DB9 version of the Aston Martin. Uh-huh. Or the Vanquish model. And yeah. you have to get a, um, and I'm just going to throw this out here. You have to get a new transmission because something's gone wrong in the transmission. This happens. This happens. It does happen, especially in a car that you're going to be pushing to the limit, mm-hmm. right? Um, a new transmission for a DB9 or Vanquish. Yeah. You're looking at upwards of $80,000 for a transmission. What? I know. Yeah. Your eyes just got huge because, you know, if you, let's say that you've got a Ford. Yeah. You've got a Ford and you're, you're going to have the transmission replaced. Uh, something happened with it. It's, it's, it's your own fault. You know, it's, it's wrong. The company's not paying for it. You're paying for it's it. It's not under warranty. Not under warranty. Yeah. You're going to pay, and I'm going to ballpark this. You're going to pay $5,000. Maybe sure. less. Yeah. Maybe less. I don't know. You can maybe find a remanufactured one. Um, but not $80,000. That's, uh, that's four times the price of what you may have paid for the car. Three times the price. Um, so wow. that gets into, you know, that gives you an idea of what some of these Major components like and let's you're talking about the engine. You can just forget about pricing that even. That's just that's uh-huh. absurd. Yeah. You might as well get a new car at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, the next on the list, would you think it would be Ferrari or Lamborghini? Uh, I would go with Lamborghini. Oh, you're right. You're okay. right. Lamborghini is going to be slightly um, on the lower end, I guess, for for repairs versus Ferrari. And um, the the price for the repairs can and the price for maintenance on on. Um, the Lamborghinis can be kind of divided too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, um, it's it's divided between the two different models that they have. They have um, uh, I'm going to say this again. I always screw this up. Giardo, Gallardo, Giardo, Giardo, Giardo. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I always say Giardo. Um, uh, and the Mercilago. And uh, for the Mercilago, an oil change, Ben. You know what it is? Yeah, two thousand dollars for an oil change wow. on a Mercilago. Spark plugs, Ben, $4,000 for the spark plugs on this thing. Can you believe that? at this point, I have already bought my own beater car. Yeah. I've already got my new entry to (laughs) – I've got like like a fleet of cars for 24 hours later. I know. It's it's crazy, isn't it? So now – okay. Now, if you want a a new clutch in that same car, $12,000. And we're not talking a new transmission. You're talking about a clutch. Part that wears out. Yeah. This is the part that this is an expendable. Yeah. Is what we call it, right? Yeah. I don't have prices for brakes or anything like that, uh-huh. but the clutch is twelve thousand dollars in that car. Can you imagine the shock that you would receive if you had no idea what maintenance costs on this were and you took it in for an oil change and you came back after your lunch hour to pick it up, which you probably wouldn't do anyways. You you leave it overnight, maybe. Right. Um. You'd 
you come back and they would say, okay, that's uh, $2,250 because we also uh, put an air freshener in there for you. What about the transmission? We've got a number on that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Transmission, you're looking at about fifty grand for a wow. transmission and something like that. Now, you know, if you go down to – if you take a step down, I'll put it to the uh, Giardo. <laughs> right. Um, what, what, what have you got for the uh, the prices on that? Uh, on the Giardo, actually, I've got the Murcielago. Oh, okay. Uh, so the oil change – yeah, uh, it's it's a lot more affordable. Let's say um, the oil change is only going to run you four hundred bucks, and the plugs will be half of the price of the Mercilago uh, mm. at two thousand dollars, and the clutch is only thirty five hundred dollars, which seems like quite a bargain. Yeah, and it's funny because our next one's Ferrari, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now owning a Ferrari is a famously expensive yeah. pursuit. Yes, it is. Um, and the I've got some stats for the. F430, sure. which are, yeah, um, which, which sound okay for mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And this, keep in mind, this is only because we've gone past several really expensive things. Um, so if you get an oil change on that model, you're, it's going to run you 500 bucks. That's expensive. That's expensive. That is expensive. Um, and if you get an F360, that's going to be, uh, 800 bucks. Okay. And if you, uh, do you, do you know the rest of it? Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah. So you got the F three fifty five, which is a it's a popular model. I yeah. See a lot oh, yeah. of I, funny. I see a lot of those around. A lot, especially in our area yeah. of the city. Yeah, and we do. And beautiful do, car. Do you have any idea? And a little change costs eleven hundred bucks on something like that. Mm-hmm. Eleven hundred dollars. Now that's uh, again average. Mm-hmm. So you know some some a little bit more, some a little bit less. Spark plugs, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe these numbers. Spark plugs <laughs> for these cars. Three thousand dollar average for spark plugs in, in these Ferraris. Can you believe that? That's crazy. I, I don't know why. I, it's still shocking to me. Even after all the research we've done, all the all the reading we've done about these, yeah. The clutch here's our, oh, again belts, which yeah. are done again belts every done every fifteen thousand miles. So that's that's frequent. That's mm-hmm. a frequent belt change, really. Yeah. But we're talking about four thousand dollars for belts in the car every fifteen thousand miles. Now, some people may counter that you don't drive a Ferrari that often. It's not your daily driver typically. True. Um, so you know, fifteen thousand miles may take an awful long time to get to it. But then, then you've got age concerns too, and you may do it every. You know, it's one of those things where they say fifteen thousand miles, or, or every three years. Yeah, or something. exactly. And the three years may come up sooner than that. So uh, sooner than the mileage. Uh, but when you talk about a clutch, and this is probably the last number I've got here for yeah. us, really, but the clutch is between twenty five hundred and six thousand five hundred dollars on that thing, which is a wide level of variance. That there. is, that's huge. But you you get the idea really quickly when you start digging into uh, the price to own a like an exotic or even an, what they call an exotic luxury car. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's not just that sticker price that you're looking at. And we've talked about TCO in yeah. in previous episodes. But when we started to really dig into what some of these costs are and the maintenance costs that go along with them, the stuff that you can expect to pay annually or even in some cases every three or 4,000 miles, mm-hmm. the, the costs are something like I – mean, you would you'd hope that the, the dollar amounts were actually pesos. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> or yen or something. Yeah, like that. that's right. Yeah, they, I mean you're looking at uh, you know what is a typical mortgage payment for a monthly car payment or more. Actually, not, not even that, maintenance costs. Yeah. Um, it's exceedingly expensive to own an exotic car. Now, I'm going to defend uh, the costs here um, mm-hmm. by explaining just a little bit um, about how how these prices come about. Mm-hmm. And, of course, people know that this is a textbook case of supply and demand. Mm-hmm. The uh, demand for these cars is, is very high and the demand for maintenance is likewise high. 
the supply is very low and not just in the number of cars produced. The supply of people qualified to work on these vehicles is very low. Mm -hmm. The supply of parts manufactured for these vehicles is very low, especially when you get into the older models. Like if you are looking for an older model Lamborghini or Ferrari component, um, it, it can be more difficult than we might imagine. Because before we started looking at some of these things in more detail, I had this sort of rose-tinted uh, picture in my head of, you know, me as a billionaire uh, just calling and saying, oh, well, I don't care about the cost. Find me those, you know, find me those late model windshield wipers. Sure, yeah, I need a, I need an oil pan for my Duesenberg. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Go ahead and buy three. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there may not be three available at whatever price you have. Um, so there definitely is a – Yeah, you may get into a bidding war. Yeah, somebody. exactly. They say like we've, say we've got two available, and if you want both of them, you can have them. But uh, the bidding starts at ten thousand dollars, and I've got another offer already. And he wants both of them too. Yeah, or she. Now this the, this is part and parcel of it. Um, of course, we're we're making this podcast to give some interesting, maybe even fascinating information. Um, I think that it would be a little bit foolish for us to assume that we are somehow warning someone who was already going to buy um, a Veyron. But we might be warning someone who is going to buy a Lamborghini. Maybe. Maybe. And, or somebody who has interest in you know purchasing that Ferrari, but you know it's going to max you out just to buy the thing. You know, to try to finance it. Yeah. You know, you've, got, you've got money that you've been saving up for down payment. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't mean to discourage anybody, but – Holy cow! When you look at the price of an, oil, you say you take it in for an oil change and it's eleven hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do then after you've already, you know, you've got yourself strapped completely to the point where you're bringing bologna sandwiches to work for lunch, and uh, you know you're drinking nothing but water mm-hmm. um, because you want to drive that Ferrari. Yeah. Um, you know, some people do that kind of thing. They they completely max themselves out on the car and forget about all the other and I'm, I'll call it incidentals, but it's really routine maintenance. Yeah, you and forget about the cost of ownership and the the price that you're gonna you're gonna pay along with that. Mm-hmm. And oh, brother, what if there's a God forbid a fender bender and you've got some body work? Oh boy, that could be really really bad. That could sink somebody financially. Yeah, and that could uh, that see that that's a good point that we we need to make about these things. Um, also, if I'm a big believer in um, the idea that if you if you have this sort of money, these things are sold. They're legal. There's nothing wrong with them. People should spend it as they wish. And I, I think that if people are prepared for this kind of investment, it is an investment not just in terms of money but also in terms of time, uh, then you should absolutely – Go and enjoy these. We're talking about some of the most awesome cars on the planet. Oh yeah, have at it. I say, yeah. I say, you know, if you've got it, then definitely do it. Um, you know, the rest of us enjoy seeing them on the road. Yeah, it actually does brighten my day a little bit. <laughs> yeah, working really here downtown when I when I'm walking along and I see an awesome car. Oh sure, you hear a V12 Ferrari drive by. It's like, oh man, does that sounds good. Down the street and around the corner. That sounds you can good. Tell these. Yeah. Okay, so. Scott, I guess you and I are about to head out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're uh, we're still a few podcasts away from our own Ferraris, but uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast, and uh, we we hope that we gave you some uh, surprising information or some things that maybe you haven't considered. Oh, one last thing, sure. Some insurance companies um, won't even 
consider insuring some of these vehicles. Oh, no kidding. You have to get special insurance for them, huh? Well, yeah, depending on your driving history, depending on your credit, your, your credit and the whether or not you already have business with an insurance company. I see. And that's where the uh, $35,000 in insurance comes in over five years, right? Mm-hmm. And it can be, it can be tricky, you know, because of course you have to have insurance to drive. Uh, but we don't want this to be a downer podcast. No, don't discourage. Like yeah. we said, don't be discouraged. If, if this is for you, then do it. Send us pictures of you in that Lamborghini. Please I'd love do. to see them. And uh, feel free to send those pictures to us and those stories on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, we've got some pretty interesting information about all things automotive on our website. And if you have um, a great story for us about a high-end luxury exotic car, especially maybe an unplanned uh, price that popped into your life when you weren't expecting it. Um, tell us your story or send us an idea for an upcoming episode and you can talk to us at carstuff at howstuffworks.com Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.